0: This is Acts of Faith. Every day, World Team works to transform communities, make disciples, and reach the unreached. Our unique teams innovate, multiply, and expand the reach of the Gospel. Our vision and aim? To make Jesus known. Together, we share the hope of the Gospel on a global scale by meeting the needs of communities.
1: These are our acts of faith.
2: Education plays a critical role in the experience of World Team missionaries as they study the languages and cultures in the countries where they serve or as teachers of English and other life skills to the people they minister to. There are many skills that fall under the concept of education, among them counseling, training, demonstrating, with topics as broad as agriculture, coral reef restoration, computer literacy, healthcare, and theology. The ultimate goal is sharing the gospel, planting churches, and discipling. Henry B. Adams, an American journalist, historian, and academic said, a teacher affects eternity. He can never tell where his influence stops. World Team believes in the power of education and World Team International Director David Riddell offers this example of the multi-generational potential of training and education
3: working with a friend of mine from Australia, we put together a a training program to help our leaders coach people in their ministry and life. In our second group, um, we had one of our young guys went through the the process. And one of the things they have to do is they have to coach uh, two people for six months and you help them in that process. But this is what was interesting was the person chose two people, but then he said, could I also um, use this with some indigenous leaders? And we said, yes, if you can contextualize it. So he did. And so he went and he shared, uh, you know, just the basics of, of this coach, uh, coach training to help people think through what was the Lord doing? where was he leading them and helping them process? The result was These indigenous leaders came back and they said, where did you get this? Um, Because this is so helpful to us. I mean, we're recognizing many of the needs that we have and, and, and can we use this to work with others? So now you've come, if you will, you've come three generations down. You know, you started with us training this young leader, this young leader then talks to the indigenous leader, this indigenous leader now wants to take it to his indigenous leaders that's what it's all about i mean that's just a little you know micro picture if you take that in a church that's what we're looking for we're wanting to see things like that where you can go down to three generations and show how it went from someone through a missionary to a leader to others in their own culture joining us on this
2: podcast are betsy in spain mark and laura serving central asian students Chris and Heidi, and their teammates Tom and Alicia, all serving in Cambodia. What does your daily ministry look like? Chris, serving in Cambodia.
1: Most of our ministry is with uh, the poorest of the poor here in Cambodia, which is a a third world uh, economically challenged uh, country. Um, But we have uh, Bible studies out on the streets. Um, We pick up uh, kids that, uh, that live on the streets and we give them, uh, education uh, opportunities. Uh, we, we teach them the Bible. Um, we work in, um, we have a women's empowerment ministry that we, uh, teach women, um, how to read and write, uh, and also, uh, their, um, identity, uh, in the Lord because we use the Bible as a part of, uh, the, part of our curriculum. Uh, we have a couple of uh, dorms where we um, have 20 ladies from rural parts of uh, our our province here um, that we, we bring in and we uh, help them to go to high school um, or to university. Um, then we have um, 10 study centers where we do uh Remedial uh, education to help uh, poor students that are are struggling in uh, in, in school uh, for uh, free of charge, um, and then uh, in a few weeks we're launching a preschool, uh, and in a few months we're uh, launching a vocational education uh, program. So all, I, all of those um, are gospel focused. Those are, those are tools that we utilize to reach people uh, for Jesus uh, and then to d- disciple disciple them uh, if and when they, they come to know
2: Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Laura, ministering to Central Asian students.
4: It's an interesting thing because we, we live in Moldova. We're on the Moldovan team with the World Team, but our ministry is focused on Central Asia. And so day to day, uh, much of our daytime is is taken with um, team meetings and team relationships and other world team responsibilities that we each have and then uh, after the classes are over, our evenings are spent with uh, students in discipleship and uh, small groups that's the the focus of our time is with students
2: Betsy serving in Spain
5: basically. A lot of my time is involved with running an English language school, just overseeing the administrative side, as well as locating teachers for the new school year and just basically figuring out how many classes I'm going to teach versus someone else developing an emphasis for the year, and connecting with families and kids from the society around that are interested in increasing their English ability. Alicia, serving in Cambodia.
6: It's it's parenting. Um, So we have 13 plus students that are in the dorm. And so all of those natural um, challenges that come up with living in community, uh, if you think about any of your own personal experiences living um, with other people you're not related to, um, there are things that come up in that space. So that's one of the, I guess, the more day-to-day challenges of helping them to navigate conflict, um, just live in community with one another and work through things and build relationship. Uh, But the joy of that is you get to see them grow in that um, opportunity and you can point them to Christ in how how do we do that, how do we serve one another and support one another. Um, I think another challenge is many of these students are um, working both trying to go to school and support their families. Um, As students, they give back a lot to their parents and their extended family. Um, So they are very busy and trying to carve out that time to be intentional with them is usually a challenge because their attention is pulled in a lot of different directions. Um, So that's one of the challenges we have of keeping them engaged and holding to requirements um, that we know will benefit them longer term and helping them to prioritize their time.
2: How do you see education as an avenue to introducing the gospel? Mark and Laura, ministering to Central Asian students.
6: These
1: students are coming in and very often they don't even know what the Bible, books of the Bible are, right. or what the content of the majority of them are. That's the level of knowledge they're coming in with, and they leave, and the universities really helped with that. And so we're super positive about this uh, university.
4: Yeah, especially for women in Central Asia, they are yes, especially young women. They are the lowest people on the totem pole, so those pastors are not really worried about what they do and don't know of the Bible. If they're lucky, they will have been discipled by a woman, you know, the pastor's wife or something. But not not everyone. And so, like you said, they come in and they don't know which books are in the New Testament, and the Old Testament, some of them. And so they do learn. They get they get some kind of framework um, that they're learning in the in the university that um, I, they would just never get. And yeah. it's really it's so needed perspective on how to read a, a New Testament epistle. I mean, just how to read it and that you can read it. <laughs> and so um, it, what seems probably basic to a lot of us, that's what they're getting. And um, it does make our job easier because they're mm-hmm. doing that. We can focus on some of these other things. Now, we, we also can figure out where we can fill in the gaps and their knowledge that we feel are real important understanding
2: of grace, that kind of thing. How do you bring the gospel into teaching English?
5: A lot of the big ways that we do it is meeting a felt need in society because there are many people that want to, and even feel the need for their children to have a good base in English for, in hopes for their future. And so it's a very natural way to reach out. It's a natural way to connect with um, young people, kids, families. How does the gospel come out? I think a lot of, first of all, it comes out in actions. Uh, there've been people that have come into our language school and are they're like, this language school is different than other ones. Like there's more peace at this language school. Uh, you guys are just different. And so it get those types of things give us opportunity to share more one on one, in a more personal way. And then, in actuality, the way we run the school and the principles and the values that we want to transmit to our students, um, it can come up through conversation in class. Um, they can tell that we are on their side. We're not against them. We're positively reinforcing them and. Consequently, you see fruit of people realizing there's a difference, and those are the types of things that lead to other conversations. Heidi, serving in Cambodia. I would say the
0: first thing we do is we start Bible studies out on the streets, and so we'll go into poor communities, um, poor villages, and we will just start gathering people, um, meeting people, and we'll tell them we'll be back on Tuesday at nine o'clock. And from those Bible studies, we get them up and running and we have them running probably six to nine months. And then from there, we start introducing some of the programs that we have. And so we'll start taking a list of students' names. And then we pray over those names. And then we offer opportunities for children from those villages um, to receive an education and to go to our ministry center where they will be fed twice a day. And then we help them. We completely pay for their education, their uniforms, all of the food. And so All of it comes out of our Bible studies. And so for our women's empowerment program, we do the same thing. And then sometimes we do it backwards. So with our women's empowerment program, our Bible studies are up and running. We will start introducing the literacy program. So there are a lot of poor Khmer people who have never learned how to read and write their own language. And so we will introduce our women's empowerment program. And we will start offering women the opportunity to learn how to read and write. And then sometimes we'll go into villages and we will offer the opportunity to read and write. And from that, we will start up, Bible study in their village. And so we will gather those families together in those villages. And we use that women's literacy program as a tool to get into villages, to be able to share the gospel, to be able to love people well. And then our study centers are for high school students. And so how we use those study centers is there are a lot of public school students who don't have access to remedial learning. So when they start falling behind in school, they're not they're not tutoring centers per se on every corner where you can send your kid if they start falling behind. And mostly probably if your kid's in the public school system, you don't have the financial resources to provide a tutoring program for them anyway. And so what we do is we come alongside those families and we just offer this free service. And we say, we pay the teachers, you send your students to our learning centers, and we will go over with them what they're they're not learning well in school. And then it also gives us because they're high school students, it gives us an inroad into their life where we can build relationship with them. We can begin to share the gospel with them. We can love them like Christ loves them. And then we also have an inroad into the family. And so we have 10 learning centers in about a two and a half, three mile radius. And so we're in these small areas where people know where we are. And so they know where to find us, and they know that we're going to be there these times of the day. And so we use education here in Cambodia as an inroad into sharing the gospel with the whole family.
2: What is exciting about working with college students? Laura. Our goal was
4: uh, to work with college-age people uh, in in that country because they're is um that's just an age of of life where people are very open and they're figuring out what what they want their life to be about and they're not burdened with uh figuring out how to make a living yet (laughs) and children and families and marriages and it's the phase of life right before all of that and so we really wanted to focus on that and we we feel strongly that it's um uh, should be part of every ministry out there in some way shape or form because that's where you get leaders uh, From in the long run as people you that are one at that age mm-hmm. and so we did that uh, in, in that country and then it kind of it it aged on you know, they they became Christians we there were several house churches started, but it was hard really hard to keep the college uh, age connection. So that's a that's a whole different challenge. But anyways, when we came back here um, we weren't necessarily uh, thinking that we would absolutely go back into college-age ministry, but then this opportunity
2: came up and it was just a no-brainer. Tom, serving in Cambodia. What does the discipleship process look like for the students? Um, I guess from your perspective and, and as best you can answer it from their perspective.
7: So a discipleship for them looks like, um, right now we meet with them for an hour in a week. So each week we have that time where it's just the two of us one-on-one. Uh, they'll call it meeting personal. <laughs> um, in English, they say that. So that's kind of a fun, fun little saying, oh, we're, we have a meeting personal together to come up. And really we open it up to them where we get to hear what's happening in their world, um, come alongside them. But then as we continue to to develop and grow that relationship, we know where we can press in on them a little bit or challenge them or encourage them uh, where they're having different struggles. Um, That process of going deep with them um, for the Cambodians, it, it means a lot to be able to have a foreigner that's working with them. But we want them to help see past that. So it's not just being able to sit down with a foreigner, but really it is someone who you can have accountability with, who can help encourage you in your walk with the Lord, who can encourage you or help you in different situations that you just find yourself in life. So encouraging them to do that with other classmates, other siblings, other friends, um, we see that value and growing and nurturing that relationship with their community uh, it's it's just going to become a a much stronger place to go from so we'll do that once a week um, meeting with them for about an hour Uh, we don't hold to it too firmly unless we have another meeting right afterwards but at times it it goes a little bit more and there's other times where it could be a little bit less but where we can really dig in and go deep for that time with them Um, but it also happens in a small group setting too So we may have two or three students that are just kind of got some free time and we see that it's available. And if if we're able to, we can go and sit down and and just kind of continue that conversation in a group type setting. So we enjoy the one on one, but sometimes other things will come out inside of the group that they'll work through different conflicts or problems. And that also dovetails with how the culture is because a lot of things will happen in community. So decisions will get made with the family together they think through, they look at the different options and go forward. So it, it helps blend some of that uh, local culture of what is normal for them. So we can have that opportunity to have the small group setting and, and talk through things um, in different circumstances or uh, get input from other people and, and really kind of build that relationship together.
2: What stories can you share with us of people being reached by the gospel? Heidi, serving in Cambodia.
0: Yeah, I would love to talk about like some of our students. So we have currently, we have 44 students that are in our, one of our educational programs. And one of those students started coming to our ministry center when she was in third grade. And now she is starting seventh and she has grown into a beautiful young lady but she has given her life to Christ. Her mother has given her life to Christ and her grandmother has given her life to Christ. And her grandmother is currently on our staff. Um, And so just from Bible studies and education programs, like we have been able to affect three generations. Um, So we have three generations of um, women who are now trusting in the Lord. We have, you know, our seventh grader who is going into the upper grades in school, understands the gospel, is taught the Bible daily um, as a part of our curriculum at our ministry center. And now she is going to have the opportunity and has opportunities to influence her classmates. And so it's, really fun to watch some of our students who have accepted Christ. We hear stories. One of the teachers from the local school that we use told one of our teachers that one of our students shared the gospel with her. And she's not a believer, but here is our third and fourth grade students who are sharing the gospel with their teacher at school. And then we had one story of a boy who second grade, second grade, grade, um, was in his village. Um, and he decided he was going to share the gospel on the street. So he gathered all of his little buddies around him on the street and he shared the gospel. He told them who Jesus was and why they should accept him. And when, when the kids didn't accept Christ, the first time he shared, he decided he would hit them. (laughs) And so we had to to go back and say, oh, we share the gospel, but we don't hit our friends when they don't accept it. (laughs) And so we are hearing stories back from people in the community and teachers at the school of how our students are really shining differently um, than other students. And so they're really beginning to understand the gospel and understand the significance of it in their own life. And then they're in return, sharing it with the people around them. And so we're super encouraged. We're always encouraged when we hear that because some days aren't easy. Some days we have, they're really hard and we have to work really hard in some areas to build Bible studies and to get women from those Bible studies to go to the literacy program, even though we know they don't know how to read and write. And so some days can be very discouraging. And then we hear stories like that and we're immediately encouraged like,
2: oh, yeah, yeah. There, there are huge rewards for that. Tom and Alicia serving in Cambodia.
7: The one student, um, actually one of the non-believers inside of the dorm that I've been working with, um, he was quite nervous about leading the Bible studies. And we were working through those different examples inside of our, our one-on-one discipleship time. So the first time he led Bible study, at the end of it, he didn't feel very confident. He was a little nervous with it. Um, fast forward a little bit and he's had a chance to share a couple times and that ability to step into a leadership role in kind of a controlled environment within the dorm has helped him to develop as an individual and kind of come out of his shell and feel comfortable sharing in group settings. Um, and you see that encouragement. and. You can definitely pick that up that he's excited as the time comes in the future that he can be sharing and presenting. He's actually started to create little videos on his own and it's it's kind of warmed him up to not being afraid to go off and, and share his thoughts and ideas in a group setting.
6: We've seen students take our group Bible lessons um, and bring them home and share them with their families um, as ways to navigate different things that have come up in um, their family situations. We had one student who had a sibling that was not um, kind of respecting and obeying the parents and the parents were very distraught. And so she prayed over her parents and shared one of our recent lessons with her mother to provide encouragement. And she did that entirely on her own and came back and told us how much that had helped her mom really think through how to talk with their daughter and. Um, improve that relationship based off of a lesson that we had just worked through in our group setting. Uh, So that's one area where we've seen the students really owning those lessons and seeing that discipleship work in a way that allows them to give to to others.
2: Betsy from Spain.
6: I can think
5: of one lady who had two young children. Uh, One of those was in our school. Uh, She had a baby girl and she had a boy that was about seven and she just carried a lot of weight. Her husband struggled with health issues and uh, her second pregnancy with this baby girl was not easy. And so she came in one day and she just started sharing about uh, her struggles and um, they were going to have to move out of the city and so I walked outside with her outside of the school with her and we was able to listen to her some more and was actually able to pray with her about her burdens and things. And when I finished, she had like tears in her eyes and um, you could, and she was just like, so thankful that somebody took a minute to care and so those are the things that make, make it worth it when people show that, because it takes a very long time for people in this culture to open up to you about their personal needs if they don't know you very well.
2: To learn more about World Team's ministry opportunities, go to us.worldteam.org and click go at the top of the page. To see prayer requests from World Team workers, click pray. To give to World Team's ministries, click Donate.
4: This has been
0: Acts of Faith, a podcast by World Team U.S. For more information on World Team and its ministries, visit us.worldteam.org.